Hello, and welcome to episode 245 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And hopefully after uh, reinstalling everything and updating stuff and whatnot, we'll have a podcast that everyone involved in can hear. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Uh, pre-show went pretty well, so good. I have high hopes. Good, good, good. <laughs> Especially uh, since when I got home from work today, my internet was uh, spotty and my power started flickering. So <laughs> I'm glad to have made it this far. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about Limited. We've both um, played due, a little bit. <laughs> due, due to life and uh, due to job and illness, have not played yeah. as much um, Limited as we... Uh, would have well, to liked be fair, to part of that's Wizards' problem. Like, I tried to play some Limited this week, but it seemed like every time I had a free chance to play Limited, like, Wizards made some tweet that's like, hey, guess what? Draft is still broken. And you're like, I didn't I even know... I don't even know what the problem was. Yeah, it's but... like, what do you mean still broken? I didn't even know it was broken at all. What do you mean still? Yeah. Like, this thing's a cash cow. Um, no, like, I'm not going to fire up a draft to get, like, half halfway through it. Right after you said that there's a problem with it, and then be denied my refund because you warned me there was a problem with it. Exactly. Um, now, uh, a couple weeks ago, this was in the Discord. I saw this. Um, I think um, Brad posted it about. Mm. Um, they were like, "Why don't you rebalance cards more?" And like the three guys from the arena team basically were like, "Cause we're the only guys on the arena team." <laughs> Yeah. They were like, uh, the team that makes new cards is also the team that rebalances. Yeah. And it's like, how? How are they the <laughs> same people? I don't I don't understand. Yeah. Uh so yeah, you know, Arena just had sucking all the beans out. No beans left for employees when exactly. Ed's sucking them all up. Uh, uh sir. Um, we're having problems with the server, bro. Here's some duct tape. Figure it out. <laughs> Put a fan on it, <laughs> bro. Here's a box fan and some duct tape. Yeah, I fixed your circulation problem. Make it work. Um, run server runs better on Red Bull, right? <laughs> bro, it'll give it wings. It'll cool itself down. <laughs> I just had this view of like. A box fan and like a big chunk of ice, just a giant swamp <laughs> cooler in like the arena server room, and they're just like, "Oh, why is it so damp?" Like <laughs> arena server room, it's like a closet, man. Yeah, probably There's only one rack in there. Just one, one, one rack in a p in a PS4 that they have to it for some extra juice. But we're gonna talk. No, it's not even a PS4. It's like a PSP. <laughs> PSP. <laughs> that's a blast from the that's past. What they have. <laughs> that's the only thing they can use to enter new cards to Arena. That's why it takes so long. <laughs> Everything. There's no keyboard. It's got to go through the PSP. You just got to D-pad it over and find the letters. <laughs> You're just like, why is this card name so long? Why is there punctuation in this? Why is every uncommon a legend and I have to find the comma? I have to go to a whole Esmo other screen. Rano. <laughs> Yeah. Why? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, we're gonna talk a little bit about limited. Uh, yeah. I have I have absorbed some other limited content. So uh, 
I, I may just pass on some some knowledge from from those folks. Well, I mean, I have some thoughts. I have a, absorbed zero limited content, so uh, and thoughts are basically only my own. We'll see if they agree with anybody else's. And if you uh, if you want to reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Discord, uh, X, gonna give it to you, mm-hmm. or put like a fish tank in your car, um, <laughs> or email the first social media. Uh, right. you, you can find all those links in the description below. Yeah, hit us up. Let us know what you think about the show, about our thoughts on Limited. Uh, if you got any show ideas or questions you have or anything, really hit us up. Uh, we're always eager to speak with you. Yes, if please. Yeah. If you're looking to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do it. The first is with our TCG Player affiliate link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. Follow that link on over to TCG Player, and anything you purchase will help to support the show. We'll get a percentage of your final purchase price. doesn't cost you guys anything extra. helps keep the lights on over here. We would really appreciate that. Uh, the second way is our Patreon, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Uh, sign up for Patreon. Uh, basically, everybody knows how Patreon works. Um, if you like what we do and you want to support us, You can chip a couple bucks in, however much you see fit. You know, whatever kind of enjoyment you get out of us. You get to assign a dollar amount to, then pledge it. Yes. Um, Patrons get access to our show notes. They also get access to about another hour-ish of content out of us in our pre-show. And you get put on my mailing list for when I have swag to send out. Um, I have not emailed it out yet, but I did get the next round of givebacks together and in envelopes. So hopefully I will find a moment this week to actually get them in the mailbox. But if the rest of this week is like today, that may not happen either. (laughs) Understandable. Yep. Um, You also, I saw, did some draft videos, right? You got a couple done? I have three up and I'll put up a fourth. Uh, Just... uh, Less time than usual. And I was all gung-ho to do drafts and then got COVID and just have not had a chance to. I've got to start, like, maybe drafting on the old iPad just because, like, I don't know. But then I feel bad because I feel like since I spent money, I should focus. Yeah. Like, I don't want to just be like, oh, Gavin's crying. I guess I have to, like, take the L on this. Like, no. Baby, stop crying. So it's like, no, I gosh, yeah. just, I, I feel like I need to be upstairs and focused. Suck it up, kid. Yeah, it's like, I spent $6 on this child. I don't care if there's a bookcase on you. <laughs> Told you not to climb it. Uh, so. It's your fault for not anchoring it to the wall. Hey, all, the, our, all our bookcases are anchored. Thank you very much. That's right. I figured they were. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could not walk and they had to be anchored. Oh yes. Yeah. They are they are up they are up there good. Good and strong. Yeah. Uh but yeah. Alright. So we have done a handful of uh of uh, Wilds of Eldraine drafts. Yeah, I'm also- about five deep. I am four in. So what what have your thoughts been? Um play blue. Yeah, uh, that is yeah. Uh, that is LSV's uh, takeaway. Oh, okay. Is well, he? I guess he, I'm in good company. Though. Yes his his favorite deck that he was talking about was like five color blue. Okay. Where you're a bait. 
Well, I think maybe once or twice I did like four color blue. Where you're like base blue, and then you have like uh, prismatic, ohm, uh, not prismatic, oh my gosh. Prophetic prism. Prophetic prism, there we go. Yeah. And like one or two other ways to fix your mana to like play various like off-color adventures. Mm-hmm. Or you're like, you know, blue in a light other color, but then you have like all these like off-color powerful adventures and you just like play them off of your prisms and then throw your prisms away later to bargain. Yeah. Um, I apparently... Uh, keep trying to draft the open deck and then uh, apparently just keep putting myself in the archetypes that people say don't work. So that's... Uh, <laughs> I, d- I just Wonderful. was... I, I've done four drafts. I have drafted green every single time. Oh, uh, I've... So green has been one of my splash colors for blue a couple times. Um, but I don't think I've drafted a base green deck ever. I've... I've drafted I drafted Jund Ramp and then uh green black with a white splash, like mid rangey uh that video title is just gonna be called Rock Stuff. <laughs> Rock stuff. Rock stuff. And then I drafted green white auras twice, which is apparently one of the archetypes that doesn't work. Oh, the the takeaway is like if if the I think they said on uh, limited resources if the card says enchantment on it it doesn't work like if the like if the rules text says like if an enchantment does something yeah card does not work other than the guy that like draws you a card that's like, kind of crazy because there's like a lot of help for enchantment synergies yeah they're just like the cards don't work and I'm just hmm. like. Sick, and I just looked over, and I was like, "Oh, that's literally, basically, I'm only drafting those decks because, like, you get to a point and you're just like, wow, like all these cards are super open. Like, yeah. I get any green card that I want. Now, last draft I got a Groff triplets, so oh, okay, I was, I was like green and like trying to figure out my second. I thought I was green and trying to figure out my second color." And then I opened a Groff triplet. So I was like, well, apparently it was a good idea. I was green. Yeah. And I did get to do something pretty awesome. What's that? I had the, I was splashing the, uh, the white guy with the green event, the white, the two, two that for three mana that draws a card, one of the ETBs mm-hmm. and has the adventure to put a permanent on top. Yeah. And my opponent was drawing all these cards and had this board, but wouldn't attack into my Groff triplets. Yeah. And eventually they did. And I, Killed my real Groff triplets, put it on top of my deck, played oh, it again, and nice. then uh, I attacked with a 13-13 Groff triplets, and my opponent threw four creatures in front of it and killed it. So oh, I ended up no. with I ended up with three 16-16 Groff triplets. Wow! And I was just like, why would you like throw away your entire board and block there? <laughs> Like, yeah. like you just gave me forty eight power. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I was like, okay, like we we get to win this one. Uh, yeah. So apparently, like white, green, and white, blue from 
everyone so i've listened i listened to lr and then i listened to um uh, arena decklist and they were like randomly talking about limited mm-hmm. and they both uh jerry and then the lr guys were like yeah the like white green and white blue don't work um i think white blue is a fine color combination i don't know like the tapping theme i don't think works um I think blue's strong enough to the point where you can basically do whatever you want as long as you're base blue. Fair, fair, but yeah, like if you're, but like if you are, I am doing what the white blue deck tells oh, yeah, me to no. do. Like that doesn't work. No, right? Like you just don't seem to have enough oomph. Like I've drawn all these cards, I've done all this stuff, but now like what? And like I don't mean to, you know, come off as I I know everything about the format. Um, I've got, I think, one six-win draft, mm-hmm. and, like, all the rest of them have been, like, four or five wins. So I've, I'm not, like, killing it or anything. Um, but, it, yeah, it definitely seems like you... The games were... Or the drafts where I have, like, a base blue deck are mm-hmm. kind of easy mode, and it's all tempo. Yeah. Like, there are so many good tempo cards in this set. There's, like, misleading moats... Which bounces for two mana. Uh, well, that one tucks, right? It puts it on the top or bottom of the library, so it's better than bounce. And then there's the one that's like... I forget what it is. like costs two less if something happens. Yeah, Jotun's something or other. Yeah. Or Johan's Stopgap. Yes. It's the four mana one that lets you draw a card and bargain, and it's two mana cheaper. Yeah. And um, was it Baluna's... Where is it? Uh, I brought it. Baluna's Gatekeeper. The seven mana thing that like bounces three or less. Yeah, it's a six mana six five that bounces something CMC three or less. Um, there, yeah. There's just so much like good tempo to do that mm-hmm. you. I mean, you just bounce stuff. Like you can very easily, if blue is even remotely open, end up with like between four and six bounce spells that Mm -hmm. cost two mana and when you combine that with like any amount of card draw you you just get to do whatever you want because you like you completely negate the first few turns of the game and then like you're casting your six fives (laughs) yeah while holding two mana up for a spell stutter or whatever or uh what was the other one the counter spell that costs one less if you bargain it ice out yeah yeah, so I have not played blue. Perhaps that is my problem. Yeah. And um, it seems like the, the bonus sheet cards are kind of skewed towards blue, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I haven't really been blown out by the bonus sheet cards like we were in Brothers War. Yes. They are um, less good. Yeah. But the blue ones, the ones that are like... A, uncommon are kind of bonkers in this limited set what are they i have to look uh, spreading seas and hatching plans oh hatching plans yeah, yeah i didn't know if hatching plans was an uncommon yeah um because hatching plans just makes like every bargain spell you have draw three and by bargaining your spells like they all cost less so you're getting to play them like as a tempo play while also drawing three cards. It's just kind of nuts. And then if you're not playing 
like the blue decks that are trying to do whatever they want, um, like that deck kind of gobbles up all of the mana fixing, mm-hmm. which makes it tough for the other decks to exist, which makes spreading seas like kind of insane. Yeah, because you can just stone rain them. Yeah, you just stone rain them. And you and, get to draw a card, and then by the, when they get around to fixing their mana, you just bargain the spreading seas away and draw another card. So, it's a uh, blue's been kind of nuts. And there's also the three mana fairy that makes all instants and sorceries cost one less. I, yeah, I, I, I had an opponent play that, and then play the blue red. Um, what's it called? The blue red um, saga that lets you copy a thing. Okay. And then they bargained away the saga before they had to sack the token. Mm-hmm. And they were just playing, like, four mana removal spells for, like, two mana. Well, that seems pretty good. And then beating me down for four in the air, and I lost yeah. rather quickly, and I was like, not a whole lot I can do here. Yeah. Uh, I know that's probably, like, an outlier. Like, that card's probably not great, but... I haven't played much with that one. Um, I did have one... I had one draft that sounded like kind of what LSV was describing, where you just have like all of the fixing and you're just playing base blue and mm-hmm. like splashing every other color. And that deck, I ran a Chancellor of Tales and the one that doubles up adventures. Yeah. And that was kind of nuts because all of a sudden your two mana Baluna's gatekeeper like nukes two things from their board and then is a 6 5. Yeah, and you're just like, and what are you going to do? Yeah, like, I, I just demolished any sort of board presence you had, and then played a 6-5. Yeah, I I have not played blue. Maybe that is the, the, the secret. Like, I have enjoyed most of the games I have played. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I haven't, like, I have a 55% win rate, like, nothing, like, amazing. And I am, I am, like, in the dregs of, uh, I'm, like, in, like, gold or something because i hadn't played yep. for all of lr or so it's like yeah um i also had a couple of drafts that were red black mm-hmm. um like i think my first draft was red black because that's an archetype that traditionally i'm pretty happy playing and pretty good with and like that deck felt fine also but i find myself kind of pushing blue every time i start one after that yeah um there's been a lot of talk about um, how the format is aggressive because of red, white, and red, black. Yeah. Uh, like just the number of like rats you have laying around mm-hmm. and stuff. Like I, I like lost to like it took a while, but I lost to a Toten Tot song. Yeah. Because like you have all these rats, and then they play like it's like a common or something that like. Oh, when your rats get blocked, they get plus two, plus oh. Yeah. And it's like, well, I can't block all these rats. And it's like, oh, okay, well, now I have this fling that's an adventure that, like, gives me a creature later. Yeah. Or, like, I have a three drop that gives me two rats that then becomes a two one for a striker for two. And it's like, there's just, like, all this weights to get wide and yeah. just kind of, like, pump. And then there's the, oh, gosh, what is he? It's like a a three drop that gives your creatures like haste and plus one plus O, oh, but then as a, as a five drop adventure that makes two knights. Yeah. And it's just like, Oh, you have like a couple rats, like bonk, uh, take seven. And you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm dead now. Well, I think the best card that I had out of the, well, 
I mean, I, I had some good cards in the rat deck, but I think the card that surprised me most out of the rat deck was the trumpet blast. Because it lets you trade your, basically your entire board, like plus two, plus oh, all your rats, and like trade off with all their stuff. And then every time a creature dies, you get a rat. So like all your rats replace themselves afterwards. Oh, yeah. For three mana, that's kind of kind of crazy. Oh, yeah, the one that if it dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, nine crescendo. Nine crescendo. Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's been a lot of. Wow, this format is aggressive. Mm -hmm. Recently, I think we may have talked about this before, but I think it's like. The fire design of like pumping more and more power into one and two drops. Yeah. Like you get a lot of like the same kind of thing mm -hmm. where you're just like, oh, like this is another aggressive format. And it's like, oh, okay. I'm right. trying to look up the the red guy. Oh, there he is. Imodane's Recruiter. When it yeah. enters the battlefield, creatures you control get plus one, plus zero, oh, and gain haste. And then for four mana, five mana, you get two knight tokens with Vigilante. Yep. Um, yeah, so... Um, it's also funny, like, how many of the blue adventures are just bounce spells? Well, like how many yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it, in, like that's, I think that's kind of a dangerous place to put tempo, too. Because... Like, traditionally, tempo decks had to give up a resource to gain their tempo. And when all of your cards just replace themselves while giving you tempo, it's kind of, kind of. I mean, it's a good place to be if you're playing the tempo deck, but mm -hmm. it's kind of a scary place to be when you're trying to beat that. Um, I was thinking about, like, think of how good Blink of an Eye is when you get to kick it. Mm -hmm. And you could draw anything, even a boat. Or... Right. <laughs> a land, right? Yeah. But now, like, your, your balloon is gatekeeper that you talked about, right? It's like, it is, um, it's a sorcery, but still, like, kind of blink of an eye mm -hmm. that's drawing you a 6-5. And costs two less. Yeah. And then, uh, you have, what's the other one? There was another adventure that was just, like, bounce a nerd. Well, there's um, Horn Lock the Whale. Whale. Yeah. And then the the oh gosh, the 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 snake guy. Oh, the snake guy. The the steam clean is the name of the adventure. Oh yeah, the rare. The rare, yeah. Yeah. Well, Lockwell is uh, a rare as well. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Um. Um. There's also kind of a sneaky one in is it Vantress Transmuter? I am looking that one up. It's a four mana, three, four vanilla. But oh, it has yeah. an adventure for two mana. Tap a creature and put a curse roll token on it. Like, I mean, in limited, that's two mana, remove a blocker for a turn, and turn it into a one one. Yeah. Scalding Viper is the yeah. is the rare. Yeah. yeah, but it's just funny that they have so many um that they just kind of settled on. Hey, we're just going to um, 
uh, just put a bunch of a bunch of these adventures be bounce spells. Yeah, I guess it's better than them being removal spells, but not by much. Yeah, I mean it, they basically like in if your tempo deck is built correctly, that might as well be removal spells. Yeah, if you're putting pressure on people. Well, not just that, but you like even if you're not putting pressure on them, you get to a point where you're like, bounce your thing, make your spend your mana again on it, spell stutter it on the way back down, or mm-hmm. ice it out on the way back down, and like the the cumulative effect of that might as well be a removal spell. Mm-hmm. You're kind of winning, like by having so much bounce in your deck, you're kind of winning the same way. Uh, mono red does where like by the time you got a balloon's gatekeeper and like you know two other three drops in play they're dead and sitting on a handful of six cards because you can't ever play the nerds back in their hand yeah never 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 thought i'd see the day that we're like carson's like get it with the conditional counter spell and then get in with the <laughs> then get in with the cancel oh yeah. got it with the cancel <laughs> Like you know, no, you know it's good if Carson's just like, hand. "Oh, the cancel man!" <laughs> oh man, I see that cancel. I'm like, "It's open, baby. Let's go." Well, so the best part of that cancel is that you get to sack your hatching plans to it. Yes. Or, like, or it, it you know, being three mana is not a downside. It's like, it's a benefit. Like, oh yeah, I would love to sack my hatching plans to counter your spell for two mana, please. Yeah. Um. Like in like I found that kind of the best color like I had one deck that was kind of base green blue mm-hmm. that used some green like for ramp and color fixing and I splashed a couple random cards in there and that deck I think was fine um, but I think like red blue is actually pretty strong. I got annihilated by a red blue deck like I had a fight spell in my hand and I had I opened my draft on the end. Yeah, fine. You take it right. And so, like, I was green-black, and I had, like, two fight spells in my hand. And they had, like, an instant speed removal spell and a bounce spell. And I could just never use my fight spells. Yeah. And, like, every time I played something, it just seemed like they had drawn, like, another removal spell that I didn't know about. And they were just like, I'll use that one. And it's like, I can never use this stupid fight spell to get, like, pressure off of me. Because I'll just like get the whole game eight for one. Yeah, it's just like ah. Yeah. Um. So I I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's like that's definitely not my typical, like the deck I gravitate towards. But I feel like the consensus is that black might be the best color. At least that's what I've heard. Hmm. Um, but LSV does like really like the blue decks. But they did like a I think it was a. Maybe I get no. I missed no. No, it might be blue. I might have mixed up my my Lord of the Rings draft. Um, because they they also talked about Lord of the Rings, so I might have got them mixed up. Gotcha. Uh, uh the yeah. No, I, I really like the blue ducks. Okay. Okay. There is a oh gosh, I wish I can find it. Um, there was a tweet. Um, if I can find it from MTG Data Science. Okay. Uh, there it is. Um, where they were looking at the. Uh, if you can find it, they were looking at the, the win rate, by color. Mm-hmm. In the formats, and like, 
This format is apparently um, not very color balanced and like skews, maybe it skews blue. Here it is. Um, so win rate rank within a color. Um, yeah, blue, uh, red, red, black, and green all have a higher win rate for the commons and the uncommons than blue. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so basically what, what it was is, um, it's a graph of, I'll, I'll send it to you. It's a graph of games in hand win rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like card number one is the best card of that color. Okay. Uh, it's win rate. And then it's card two, card three, card four. So like you at no point is there a red or a black card that has a win rate at the same point that is lower than a blue card. Wow. Yeah, by a lot. Yeah. So, like, the best two colors are probably red and black. Though, it's relatively early in the format. And, like, if the deck you're talking about... And, again, like, LSV is a huge fan of, like, the base blue interactive decks. Yeah. Uh, like, maybe that changes. But right now, it's, like, a Jund format. But, like, mm-hmm. I've been going green paired with, like, a little bit of black or white. Maybe right. I maybe it should be, like, red-green or, like, strong black-green. But, like, you know, maybe your particular version of the blue deck is the deck that is, like, good. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's just a fluke. Who yeah. Knows? We like have said, played I mean, a ton. I've only done a handful of drafts. Um, but, like... I think five drafts is not enough to yeah. draw any concrete data out of. That's just, but, just like... Um, kind of how it felt to me. White... But, like, white just is blood. Uh, you know, it doesn't need to be... We don't just have to be like, oh, it's... Uh, here's... Uh, at, for comparison, here is the uh, the Lord of the Rings one. Oh, wow. Uh, it's black, blue, and red. And then, like, blue kind of falls off a cliff. But, like, look yeah. at, like, red. It's like, hey, these are all good. And then, like, the 10th, the 11th card just falls off a cliff. is like, off scale. <laughs> off the graph. Like, can't possibly play it. Um, so, like, I just thought that was pretty, um, pretty uh, funny. You know, this is, this is kind of interesting data, though, because, like, according to these graphs, um, if blue is a good deck, its power would be in the rares because that's not represented here. Mm-hmm. But I actually think it's the opposite. Like I don't need like I think all of the all of the power is in the tempo cards which are the commons and uncommons. And it it might be that um you don't have um that like you're building your blue decks differently than other people. Right. So, like, if you're building your blue deck more as, like, a tempo deck, where other people might be making it more controlly, 
right? Yeah, that could be. Then you... Well, I mean, that, w- that would make sense, though. If people are trying to build it controlly, they're getting run over by rats. Mm-hmm. And that could be Which, it. Yeah, that might be the... Um, like what we're seeing in this data, because that would give red and black, you know, a higher win rate, but also push blue down because mm-hmm. they're building it as control. Yeah, so like maybe maybe it is that you're like the like bounce bell bounce bell counter the thing that matters play a big idiot, and the board yeah. is relatively clear, right? Might be the way to do it as compared to, you know, the like I really like. A blue, like a four-color blue deck, right? Yeah. Where where you're more like I'm streamlined, like I, because like there was a lot of Balunas. My last draft, I felt like I could have got like Balunas, whatever guard or whatever thing. Yeah, kind of when yeah, gatekeeper. Like I feel like there were some that were pretty late. Oh, I've taken them super late. I've had as many as five in a deck. Whew. Because they people just kept giving them to me, and I just kept taking them. Yeah, you're like okay. You know how disheartening it is to get your first three, like the first three spells you play, put Just back in bounce. your hand, and then you have to stare at the bottom of the screen. Your opponent has three Baluna's gatekeepers on adventure that are just waiting to come down and ruin your day. Yeah, he's just like, I do not like. I have done nothing so far, and I know they're going to start casting six fives. <laughs> I have nothing on the board. <laughs> I know it is bad. Oh, so... Did I send you the last one here? This is... Oh, yeah, I did. So the three sets of graphs. So if you guys go to uh, Magic Data Science, it was a tweet from uh, September 19th. And so they have this graph with, like, the win rate of every common uh, to, like, the top 16 or 20 commons and the top, like, 15 uncommons. And there's a gray bar. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is, like, the typical spread. Right. So they're saying that, like, whoa is kind of typical, right? Mm-hmm. It looks kind of normal, where it's, like, what you would expect. Then you have yeah. Lord of the Rings. Pretty much colored inside the bounds. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, if you look at it, red and black are, like, well above the, yeah. like, the kind of the typical range. And then the uncommons, red and black, are, like, almost off scale. Yeah. And then you have uh, Dominaria, where all the colors are, like, right on top of each other. And they're like, that's a really balanced format. Like, Lord of the Rings wasn't balanced. Woe is kind of what you would expect. Um, So, but yeah, like, if, if everyone thinks the format is aggressive... And you have a way to, like, blunt that aggression mm-hmm. through bounce or through, like, cheap removal. But, you know, I think that the cheap removal probably gets snapped, snapped up earlier. And, like, the bounce probably hangs around later and kind of can do a similar thing. Right? Then, like, you can blunt that aggression and then, like, playing six fives or even, like, three fours. Mm-hmm. Right? Against, like, a bunch of rats or, like of a one rat or like the two one they have left over. Right. Is is playing like here's a three four. Good luck. And it's like, oh I've got two two ones. Well I will take two damage because I will eat one <laughs> and then he will not attack with the next one. Yeah. This sounds good um, to me. This I mean 
I guess if nobody else is playing this tempo version of this deck, this might be a uh, conclusion that doesn't matter, but that may be the reason why green-white isn't that great. Because if you're building your deck based on enchantments, like, you can't ever get set up. Like, yeah. if the removal's good, and then, like, your cards just get bounced every turn, like, you can't ever get your payoffs in play to start doing the enchantment thing. Well, Or, it, like, your thing gets bounced, and then you got nothing to put enchantments on. Or I was going to say, if, like, green-white feels like it's the, like, kind of the grindy deck... Where you've got yeah. like the three one uncommon that you can like pay to and get it back from the graveyard when an enchantment comes in play, and like the three mana two three uncommon that when an enchantment comes into play you draw a card, and mm-hmm. like all of this stuff that's like you need something out, you then need to put an enchantment on something, and then a thing happens and it might cost you mana or it might not. Yeah. If your opponent just goes, you know the the classic James one two three trumpet blast. <laughs> right like yeah. you've got like a a stupid like two three that might have put a roll on your two drop and yeah. they're like 12 you yeah. oh uh okay 12 me i guess is a thing that's allowed to happen right and you're just allowed like, to happen but it did yeah but like so you're at the situation where you're like getting ready to set up and now you're like under this pressure of like, oh man, like one removal spell and I'm dead. Right. Right. If they get rid of one blocker, they kill me next turn or whatever. So like you just don't have the ability to like get your feet under you. Mm-hmm. And like the the celebration deck, like some of the rares for that deck, like the stupid mouse. Yeah. Like I've lost to that mouse in constructed. <laughs> Where they played the mouse on two. And then they played a colorless one drop as their second spell. Ah. And I'm like, what the? No, 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 no. Um, so, yeah, like right now it looks like red and green is where it's at. And that's, you know, fine, whatever. Uh, but like, you know, the go wide rat deck. And like you said, there's a trumpet blast. There's like a thing that gives everything haste. Yep. There's Toten Tots' song. That is just, like, silly. Like, that's what I... They cast it on, like, turn four or five and got, like, three or four rats. And they were just able to use that material mm-hmm. to, like, kill me over the course of the next, like, four turns. Like, I was still... Those rats are the rats that killed me at the end of the game. Yeah. Because I just... By the time I worked through them, I had, like, stabilized. And they were like, oh, you're low enough now that I can just fling this thing at you and you die. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I would prefer you not do that. <laughs> I bet you would. Sometimes you just gotta fling a thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, anything else? No, I think that's all I got for limited. Basically, in my experience, those tempo decks have been the best. I have not heard of those. Now I'm interested to try to draft one, especially if it is like good and not being drafted. Well, I don't think any other decks want any of the cards. So you can like you can start your draft off, you know, somewhere else and then just kind of fall into it. Like I've had Baluna's Gatekeeper's Wheel. 
Mm -hmm. and like that's the best card in the deck <laughs> like i just want all of the gatekeepers that i can get and, and just like like, I, like like i said nobody else wants the hatching plans or the spreading seas and they're kind of what makes the deck tick yeah they're what what lets you have the two mana bounce spell draw card or the two mana counter spell if you don't have those does it still work um that's a great question i don't think i've had decks without spreading seas I don't think I've I've had a blue deck without a hatching plan. So okay. I've always there's always been one. I've not I've not seen one that I can think of. But like you can get like part of spreading seas or part of hatching plans from like a uh prophetic prism. Mm -hmm. Right? It just enters draws you a card and then you throw it away. Yeah. It's it's not draw 3 cards, but right. Those cards aren't at least on the layaway plan. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't use any kind of draft tracker to see like, no. how many copies of cards I've drafted or whatever. But I bet you I've drafted more than more than one playset, probably approaching two playsets of hatching plans. Oh wow! Okay. And like, I'm only like m maybe six drafts, but probably only five. Okay, maybe I need to uh, keep my eyes open more because I've I don't feel like I've seen that card. But again, I did three drafts two weeks ago, and then. Yeah. Well, I mean also like if you're if you're drafting green white, you're putting somebody else into blue. This is fair. So you might you might not see them. Whereas if you're taking blue cards, you're taking blue maybe cards away from somebody yeah, else. Yeah, maybe you're, you're getting them, them more color. Yeah. Um All right. So oh, uh, another thing, the uh the divination is instant speed. Yes. Like why would they do that to a format that they it's almost like they planted the the tempo deck. Yeah. Well, this this leads into uh, uh, some standard thoughts I had, which okay. is kind of the 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 creep of power and limited, which, admittedly, I think for the most part, has made limited better. Mm -hmm. We still definitely have some games of limited that come down to its you know whatever its. 2023 and they mm -hmm. resolved a rare and i just lost to it in three turns and it's like it's like it's yeah. a three mana rare and i'm yeah. dead now yeah. and it's like oh that was that was not an enjoyable experience but like they keep like pushing uh tempo think about um streets of new capenna draft like you could only draft blue white or bant yeah because Anything, it just bounced all of your stuff or tapped it and didn't matter what you did. Yeah. Um, but you keep getting like all these pushed lower rarity cards, and we start to see a lot of the same things mm -hmm. because they're like, we want this in limited, or you start to see instant speed divinations, which right. um, it removes a lot of the tension from the game. And, like, in Constructed kind of pushes things to, I kind of think, to, to some degree of being homogeneous. Yeah. Where it used to be if you were going to hold up a counterspell, you were paying a cost, right? If right. your opponent had, like, played something, they could just attack and, like, play a land and, like, not let you use your mana. Mm -hmm. Right? Because or if they had some other way to use their mana. Yeah. 
Because your divination was sorcery speed. Right. Or, you know, you're playing a tempo deck, but you had to, God forbid, use your mana on your turn to put a threat into play. Yeah. And, like, think about... um, There was the blue-green Night Pack Ambusher, Frilled Mystic, like... Yep. Every... Everything has flash, so now I just say draw go, and if I have a creature, draw attack go, and I'm just going to do everything on your turn. And, like, that then removes, like, that natural tension of, like, I need to play a threat because eventually I'm going to run out of counter spells. But if I play a threat, they could stick something, and I'm blue-green. I can't answer it, right? And so, like, we've got fairies, and it just seems like they put, like, make everything instant speed, mm-hmm. or they just give everything flash. Yeah. And you keep getting this very similar um, kind of, like, mush of cards where it's like, well, I have to play the instant speed thing, and then I have to play the flash card, because then I never don't use my mana. Right. Like, it kind of turns everything... Everything is like blue-black rogues. Basically. Right? And I went and looked because... Um, I was... I've made the mistake of playing standard... And playing standard... Uh, in a way that requires me to resolve... Um, uh, invasion of Alora. <laughs> right? I must tap five mana at sorcery speed like a doofus and then play a spell. And um, I was thinking as I was like staring at my opponent who always had blue and one up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, how long have I been playing around quench? Or quench. something like quench. And so I went back and looked. I wish I wish Scryfall would put these in like order of release. Yeah. But so Quench was guilds or uh, allegiances, right? Mm-hmm. So that was uh, four years ago. Five. That's right when the podcast started. Yeah, almost five. Yeah. Yeah, allegiances is yeah almost five years. So, we had Quench, then we had, um, not as good Quench, but we had, oh, where is it at? Uh, Jirari Disruption, Mm -hmm. right? How many two and three drops just, like, got eaten to what would have been their land drop? Like, infinite, right? Yep. And then, we went from that to, I think they were in the same standard, right? Because, uh, uh... Zendikar Rising went into streets, right? Um, it was no, it was Zendikar, Keldheim, Strixhaven. Okay. Um, AFR, so Innistrad streets. Oh God, was it Innistrad then streets? But they were oh, no, it was Innistrad then Kamigawa then streets. Gosh, it all runs together. <laughs> so maybe disruption had been out of the format or maybe they were in this format at the same time disruption yeah. and then make disappear right it might have been 
And then we've had Make Disappear. And then uh, we had Bring the Ending, which is mm-hmm. Quench with Poison Upside or Poison yeah. Token Upside. And then they were like, here, take Spell Stutter. Yeah. Which, you know, again, I stand behind my give a Spell Stutter scrape, you cowards. Um, but we've had the same card. Yeah. The same exact card. For like four years, yeah. And I don't know. I don't know that this is anything new, though, because it like think back to like before we started doing the show when it was mm-hmm. just like our team or whatever, and we were all super hyped for spoiler season, and like the group message was blowing up all the time, like. I remember being like, oh, I, I can't wait until the shock for this set is released because I want to know what the shock for this set does mm-hmm. or the, you know, fill in the blank, whatever the duress is or like whatever the edict spell is. You know what I, I mean? Like, there's I always... agree, but like the the duress for the set would be like you get one that was two mana and had weird upside or downside. Yeah. Or then like the next one would be able to get a different card type. Mm-hmm. Right? If they like they've done some that are like reject where it's like creature or planeswalker for yeah. some amount or revolutionary or above which is n- target non artifact spell unless they pay two. Yeah. Right? But they've just printed like the same like unconditional like almost mana leak yeah over and over and over again and it's really at odds with like how like they design standard cards because like Mm -hmm. standards all about tap all of my mana every turn play a thing right right and like how do you play play around pay it to extra you don't right you just are like i gotta run this out yeah. And, like, your opponent, like, so you just get this similar play pattern of, like, well, I'm going to tap three mana, and we're going to hope it resolves. And it's like, oh, it resolved, sick. And they're like, uh, okay, flashing a thing. And then, like, then you're on the tempo game. Like, I feel like you just get a lot of, like, so I, I know it's the counter spell, and, like, again, I'm, like, the tap out, like, play my thing guy, and I'd like yeah. it to resolve. But, like, it just feels like we're getting, like, the same kind of cards, now, some of them, mm-hmm. like, there is, like, a limited formula. Like, how many six to seven, maybe eight mana big green idiot at common enters gains you three life are there? Right. Right, like... Infinite. Yeah. Honey Mammoth to uh, whatever this guy is. Hamlet yeah. Glutton, who sometimes is a five mana six six gaining <laughs> you three life. Um... Right. It's it's one thing when like those cards serve a purpose in limited. Mm-hmm. Right? And like, you know, it is, you know, kind of funny. You just see them over and over again. But when like I can count on one I did like thirty um Frexy All Be One drafts. Mm-hmm. I probably saw bring the ending cast like four times. Yeah. Right. But like that card is just 
or that version of that, that card doesn't do a whole lot in limited. But when games get condensed into like, I've got to go two, three, four, right? It's just counterspell. And if yeah. you don't have to counterspell, it's like, well, we've given you like this out, right? It like, it would be fine if like, we didn't have like blue green for like a year, 18 months. And then it's like, okay, we're going to not have that for a little bit. Rogues. Like, a year later. Well, I mean, I think that's at odds with what they're trying to do, though. Mm-hmm. What and do you mean? This kind of goes back to what you said about, like, the format being homogenous. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you make standard bigger, sure, you're opening up possibilities at the fridge- at the fringes, but you're also consolidating power in the middle. So I think it does make it more homogenous. And also, like, I think you run into this problem where, like, if you're, if you're, if the goal is to try and, you know, broaden the format, you're, you're not going to try and rotate out uh, blue, green, flash every standard because you want to make sure people are playing standard. So people that ha- like playing blue, green, flash, you want to make sure they have a blue, green, flash deck to play. But, like, the issue there becomes, like, like, if if every time you, like, fire up a arena, like, mm-hmm. you know you're going to play against one of, like, three decks. Yeah. Right? Like, at some point, that becomes a less desirable experience. Well, I think this, this discussion goes deeper than we're going to take it today. Um, because I think that's part of the problem with standard in general is that it doesn't have a home anymore. Like, Standard used to be the format that was always fresh, and that's why I traditionally enjoyed it and why I was always the Standard guy, because it was it was always changing, and I loved keeping on top of the changes, and, you know, I didn't necessarily care that I had to throw my deck out, you know, once a year or whatever and build something else. I was always on the hunt for what the next deck was going to be. Um, like I wasn't even ever the guy that showed up with the best deck because I wanted, I always wanted to have the next best deck, the deck Mm -hmm. that beat the best deck. Um, and I don't think that that's a thing that players want anymore. Like the, the feedback that, um, Huey has gotten and ran with to try and, you know, cultivate whatever this new standard revitalization thing that he's going for is is that people don't want to throw their decks out once a year that's why they're going to a three-year rotation yeah like i i understand that but i feel like the reason people don't want to throw their decks out is um uh three hundred dollars for a standard deck six years ago, mm-hmm. seven years ago when you were the standard guy. Yeah. Uh feels different than three hundred dollars for a standard deck now. Oh, for sure. Right? Like, uh I feel like people are a lot more pinched on money. Mm-hmm. And so if you had to throw away three hundred dollars on your standard deck to get the next well, one. I mean I also don't think that like standard decks are three hundred dollars anymore. And a lot of the decks I used to play weren't even three hundred dollars. 
Yeah, but like, but my my point being, like, I think yeah. that it's more of a. I think if magic were free, and you ask people, do you want to get, or it was like a living card game where you could just like mm-hmm. go buy like the, the Wilds of Eldraine new set, yeah. and spend eighty dollars and get the new set, right? That I think people would be more like, I would rather see faster rotation, more turnover, mm-hmm. than, uh, oh, I want stuff to be around for three or four for three years, because what happens is, um, right, like, um, it's going to take a lot for Shieldred to not be the best card in standard. I. I- I mean, Shieldred's going to be the best card in standard till it rotates. Yes. I so, don't think they can print something that's better than it. No. I, I hope they don't, because then that breaks yeah. every other format as well. Right. right? So now you're, like, you're like you're locked into playing black, because you've got to play the best card in the format. Kind of like when Avacyn was the best card in the format. It's like, how am I playing Avacyn in my deck? Right. right? So then you get locked into, like, playing the same kind of game. Right, even even the blue black fairies tempo deck, right, where they're like, we never want to tap out. Oh, they're tapping four mana to play a shieldred because they're like, as long as I get to untap, I win the game. Right, right, and so you get to these situations where the, you know, well, we need to put a good black removal spell in this limited format. Right. Okay. Well, then that goes. Then that's paired with the good black removal spell at Uncommon that we put in two and a half years ago. Yeah. Right? And I don't know if they can, like, realistically design sets across three years where you're not starting to see a lot of, like, repeat effects and getting, like, a lot of consistency across your decks i don't know if that's like they stumbled into it or if that's by design with the 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 consistency of effects or that they're going to try to like not have like you know uh like three or four like really good like black removal spells because like on one hand you've said hey we went limited to be more interesting so that means we're putting more power in like two, three, and four mana commons, mm-hmm. right? So the only way that works is then for your limited format to be at all playable is now you've got to make one and two and three mana really good removal spells. Right. Because could you imagine having, oh, what was it? Right of the Serpent? <laughs> It was like four black, black sorcery speed, kill a creature and get a snake. Yeah. In any of the formats we have played in the last two years. Right. Like that card is just not workable. But that was that was the removal we got for like five years was just like, oh, what is the five mana black common removal spell? Right. And like you would and then like. Ooh, the the uncommon one is three mana. Yeah. Ooh. The uncommon one is murder. <laughs> yeah, you get a murder. <laughs> right? 
But you have this thing where, like, they have to, like, print these similar effects where, you know, counterspell with set mechanic, shock with set mechanic, right? And then you get to a point where your, um, your mono red deck has, is the mono red deck at the end of three years, and it's got three of shock with various set mechanic. Yeah, and also 16 playable one drops with haste. and yeah, yeah, where you used to have one shock with set mechanic. Right. And then they'd be like, here's only hits creatures for a mana. And then uh, hits creature or planeswalker for two mana. And right, you wouldn't, there'd be like one or two burn spells, if you were lucky, three over the course of two years that, like, we're all at different mana values that would hit players. Yeah. And it just kind of feels like where it's like, oh, no, we have, you know, six, well, there's, what, three playable red one-drops right now? Valderian Epicure, Monastery Swiss Beer, and then uh, the the Saga. Yeah. Right? And, like, you used to not have that. And, and two of those would have rotated. Right. Right, so like, if they give you like a playable one drop in the next year, you have four playable one drops. Yeah. Right, you're probably cutting something. So we talked about this before that like, the when they do the like condensed formats on Arena, Mm -hmm. you start getting like draft mechanic of the deck. Right. Right, you just get the best version of that draft deck ever. Mm -hmm. Right, and you're using all the cool set mechanics. But as it gets bigger, you're just like, what's the most powerful card from this set? Oh, it's it's this green thing. Is that more powerful than any other card? Yes. Okay, I must play green. Let me find the best green card in every, in 12, in, I guess it'd be 12 sets. Yeah. Or 11 sets. And it's like, okay, well, the, the best green card was printed in set six. So now you're stuck with it for two years. Right. Or three years of just like three years, you know. Here's three years of Shieldred, yeah. and it's like Shieldred's not an egregious enough card to ban. Mm-hmm. But then you're in the same po- situation of like you've just spent three hundred and twenty dollars on four Shieldreds, yeah. And then they're like, "We're gonna ban it," <laughs> and you're like. Yeah. That wasn't our deal. (laughs) Our deal was this card is legal for two more years. Yeah. So I spent most of a PS5 Mm -hmm. on four pieces of cardboard. There, no. And then I get to play them. And you guys were like, no, we changed our mind. You can play them in Pioneer or Modern or Legacy. I don't play those formats. I play Standard. Yeah. And there's also the, like, why would I go play standard in person mm-hmm. uh, when I can play it on arena and be sad? Well, so that's kind of, I was getting ready to ask you this question. I was going to let you finish your thought. Okay. Then I was going to ask you, um, I think basically what we've said so far is that standard, like, a you know, I'm framing this from the point of view that Huey's trying to fix this thing and that it's worth fixing. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think basically what we've just summed up is that 
standard failing is not the product of like standard being bad. It's a product of wizards pushing limited to be better, which I think like over the last however many sets, like I have really enjoyed playing mm-hmm. limited and traditionally I'm not a limited player. So like that's worth something. I have been playing a lot more limited than I typically would. I, d- I do think limited in general has gotten better. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. There are um, way less games that just break down to two people staring at each other for yeah. like seven turns because you just can't get through the like slog. Yeah, I mean, even like the bad sets lately have been leaps and bounds better than, you know, insert random 2017 <laughs> format. Like M15? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, agreed. So, like, is standard failing a product of better draft formats and arena then? I think that it's probably... I think the biggest thing is probably arena yeah. in that... And we've talked about this before, right? Like, when you played standard... Like, when I was playing standard a lot, like, when I was down here by myself... Mm-hmm. and uh, could just play match with everyone. I was playing standard, like, Thursday and Friday. And maybe Saturday? <laughs> maybe Saturday, but, like, two days a week. I yeah. was, like, playing standard. Um, And so maybe I would play, you know, with, like, if I did, like, additional testing, right, 12 games a week or 12 matches a week. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I've i probably played 12 matches going to the bathroom in the last week. <laughs> right? Yeah. Only potty time matches 12, right? <laughs> and so, um, I don't think that standard is designed to hold up to that level of play. And I don't know if Magic as a game is Mm -hmm. designed to hold up to that level of play. Well, so, like, that's another thing, though, is that, like, we mentioned how um, I think one of the driving forces behind standards issues currently is that people, and according to, you know, Huey's first release of the standard revitalization procedure or whatever, is, uh, like, people want their decks to be legal for longer. Um, the inverse of that is what they're doing on arena, like pushing alchemy, right? Mm-hmm. Because when, when they release these new cards and rebalance cards, like the whole format's flipped on its head twice as often. And if, I mean, I don't see how it is, but according to the data that wizards keeps releasing, like alchemy's killing it on arena. Yeah. I, I I feel as though the fact that um that it defaults you to alchemy because it comes yeah. first alphabetically in the deck builder list. So if yeah. you just click build a deck, you build an alchemy deck. Could could have something to do with that? I mean maybe. Um but I mean let, let's no, but, operate but under you're, the but, assumption that that's the the data that Wizards is Yeah, like, why on one about. hand are your players saying I wish my decks lasted longer? But right. then on the other hand are playing a format that makes their decks last less long. 
Right. Right. And I think it probably just comes down to money. Mm-hmm. Right. And like investment. Not that like arena is cheap, but there comes a point where if you're super invested enough in arena or magic in general that you're like answering the magic player survey, mm-hmm. right? That you're probably like you and I and can play anything we want on arena and don't have to put any money in. Right. Right. So not now, now alchemy's free. Yep. Right. Okay, cool. Alchemy's free now. Um, and so, um, now I can just do whatever I want, right? My decks can change because now there's no money. Yeah. But paper magic, there's always a cost associated with it. And so it's like, hey, I have X amount of dollars for leisure activity. Mm-hmm. And uh, that X amount of dollars is less dollars than I had in 2019 to do this. For sure. So I would like to keep my leisure activity, but I also like to keep my house. Mm-hmm. So I need oh, this. You're lucky you have a house. Yeah. <laughs> my apartment, my home, my domicile, whatever, right? Um, but I'd like to keep this thing. Yeah. So, like, I want to, I want my, my leisure activity, the money I spend on it, to last as long as humanly possible. Yeah. So, please let my decks last longer. But if there is no if there is no money constraint or if there's less of one, then give me something fresh, give me something fresh and something new. So like, I don't know how standard as a format stands up to we're playing whatever. 10 times more, 20 times more games, 20 times more games. And, um, yeah, I mean, realistically, like what what would have been an entire tournament's worth of games, you can crank out in a couple hours on Arena. Yeah, like I, like I hadn't played all this week, and I woke up like Saturday, and like while watching Gavin, I got like, you know, I played like four matches in like the course of like an hour. Yeah. Right, and that would be like which four... would have been an all day affair. Yeah, which would have been like an entire FM. Right. And uh, like like that makes me worry about like, you know, we talk about like, what if they brought modern to arena? Could like yeah. modern withstand Probably like the, the the rate of play like modern still like turns over relative turns over relatively slowly in between sets where they put like three cards into the format. Uh, every set, but it turns um, over relatively slowly between supplemental products. Yes, yes. Um, but like, so like, if we were playing, if you're playing fifty matches of modern a week, right? And you're just like, oh my god, if I see another up the beanstalk, I'm gonna vomit. Yeah. Right. You're like every deck is just up the beanstalk, up the beanstalk, up the beanstalk, and even if it's only. 30% of your matches, right? It, still it just like... feels like too much. And yeah. standards, like, you know, there is, 
some variety. I guess I don't have the world's data in front of me. But I like forgot that even happened. Yeah, uh Emmanuel Deprav won. Oh. Uh and the Citrus Assassin, Greg Orange, was in the uh, top eight. Wow. With a like home brewed bait control deck. Nice. Uh yeah, oh, and uh, Captain America made the top eight. Oh, nice. Yeah, I figured you'd boy. like that. Figured you'd like that. Um, so, Reed was on Domain Ramp. He got got by sounds Golgari like Midrange. Deck. Oh, that also sounds like a Reed deck, though. Yeah, it is... People just love the stupid turtle. Yeah. Love the turtle. They're like, oh my god, you mean I could mill... Uh, a tenacious underdog? Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, and this, like, creature land is good? Oh man, sign me up. Um, but, the, like, you get the situation where, like, you have uh, Esper Legends. It's like, well, those are the blue and black cards, and I like Rafid. Yeah. And, like, Golgari is, I like Shieldred and Black Removal. But I don't want to play counter spells. Yep. So it's the best thing I can do. Um, here's Esper Midrange again. Domain Ramp. Uh, there were one. And then Azorius Soldiers. I don't want to play Shieldred, but I still want to play Make Disappear. <laughs> yeah. But you get Man, this. Reed's deck is. That's, that's something else. Oh, I didn't look at it. Um, I think I've played, I think I played against it. Uh, yeah. yes, I played against this a few times. A hundred percent. I played against it. I know I played against this list. One go for the throat. <laughs> Just the one. Just the one. Not, not too, too many. Not even one in the sideboard. Nope. Just one. Just the one. Um, but you get in this situation where like the format congeals around certain cards and the only way that would like break free is, um, when they rotated or their hope is the format gets big enough that some like other synergy comes in. Yeah. But that's. Literally not how we've built magic decks in the last like ten years, right? Right, like it's been. I need every card I draw to do something. Mm-hmm. I can't be in a situation where like I need A plus B and I like make a widget. And it's like no, I need A to make a widget. I need B to make a widget. Like it needs to do its job by itself. Yeah. Right. And so, like, hey, I need this stuff to, like, fit together. Those usually don't end up working. Correct. Because you don't, like, you just don't get to play those cards. And so what happens is every set they print, like, three cards that are, like, I'm a banger. Mm -hmm. And then your format just becomes how many bangers can I get in my deck? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly, like that seems like that's been the problematic deck for years at this point is the how many bangers can I put in my deck deck? I mean, 
I I complained about the bangers. I just uh, when it was like Abzan, when it was just like Abzan mid rangey stuff, and it was like it'd oh, be like cool. Way back if, in Theros, yeah, like not Theros, uh, Cons, right? Siege Rhino oh, and Offensa, right? But like it was like oh, it'd be like cool if like we had decks that were like you know synergistic and they like did something, but yeah. instead it's just like what's the best green right? Two drop, a uh, fleece main line. What's the best three drop? Anna Fenza. What's the best four drop? Siege Rhino. Like, do yeah. they do anything together? Do they synergize? No. Yeah, they win the game. Yeah, yeah. It is the most <laughs> power and toughness at two, at three, and at, at four. Yeah. And that is their synergy. They are the biggest at each point on the curve. And I'm going to play the seven best removal spells. And that will be my deck. And we have had that same deck in some form. Since then. Since then. And, like, that doesn't get helped when you're like, how about you have 12 sets of bangers to look at? Oh, well, thank you. Uh, Because now this banger over here strangely makes my other banger better. It's like, oh, (laughs) This this... this angel reanimates a four drop when it comes into play, and I'm playing literally the best four drop. Oh, the you new killed Delta it! Let you put all of the bangers in your hand into play for free. Amazing! Thank you very much. Yeah, you just get to the situation where it's like you can't, you can't simultaneously print super powerful cards that function on their own, right. and be like, yeah, we really want to see some synergy decks come in here and really like work together. And then, and as the sets get bigger, unless they like change how to design limited and they stop kind of, there is some amount of like paint by numbers yeah. in, in limited where there's like, just, you know, like we said, like there's a card that does this at two mana and blue. There's a two mana black removal spell. There's some one mana red removal spell, right? There's. A six mana green thing that gains you three life when it comes into play, right? There's just like a template, right? Right, and if you keep printing that, te- if you keep printing that template, what ends up happening is, is like by the end of like three years, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna play eight two mana black removal spells. And I'm gonna play like three go for the throats, two eliminate, and four heartless and three heartless acts and that is my like removal suite and it's like oh you just have like a ridiculous number of like black two mana removal spells or it's like well i'm gonna play this awesome black four drop i'm gonna play shieldred and then there eight sets later there was this really good white black rare so i'm gonna play the white black rare because it reanimates my shieldred or does a thing yeah and like you just like you can't keep printing bangers and then not expect them to get played. And then be like, yeah. why don't you play the soldier synergies? <laughs> because you gave us soldiers in one set and then two sets later you gave us knights. And so they don't work together. Right. Why couldn't have these just been knights and then they could work with your knights and then you would mm-hmm. have a deck. Yeah, but then the people that wanted to play soldiers couldn't play soldiers because all they had was knights. I I know they exist. 
they're on the commander tables. Mm-hmm. But like I feel like there's more I had always thought there were more people that had a play style than like a type. Right? Like if you want so like the people that are playing white weenie aren't like, oh man, I wouldn't be playing these cards if they weren't all humans. Yeah. Right? They'd be like, no, I play like Kithkin. I play planes into one drop and then two planes into a two drop. Right? I like, but like, are there people that are like, oh man, I'm so happy I get to play soldiers and now no other card is going to work with them for the next two years, but I have my soldiers for this one brief shining moment in time. <laughs> yeah. I say that, but uh, uh, no, I thought someone had taken soldiers into the top eight. Oh, so two domain ramps, a bank control. Oh, no, there was Simon Nielsen played Azoria soldiers, uh, which is, you know, Esper, Esper mid range with less steps. Uh, but the finals was an Esper mid-range slap fight. Uh, no, I don't know. I wish Standard could, one, like, support the amount of play it gets. But I don't think it can. Yeah. And so, like, there's no place for it. And then you also have the situation where Making it bigger is just, I think, going to exacerbate that problem. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that making it bigger is going to fix anything, but that's where they pay Huey the big bucks, and we're just making our podcast. Making, yeah. Oh, did you, so the Jean Emmanuel Deprav deck? Yeah. Has exactly one make disappear in it. For the gotchas? I think it's because it's an open deck list. Yeah. Tournament. Well, yeah, that's what I mean for the gotchas. Yeah, it's just there so that like you have to play around Put it. Put the fear guard into your opponent. Yeah, so you don't feel like a dum dum. Yep. Uh the other deck had looks like it's a little bit bigger. Uh had four make disappears. They really wanted to get you. Mm-hmm. Uh and then Lord Skidder, the sewer king. Seeing some time, getting some time to shine. The bad rabble master. Hey, bad rabble master is still a rabble master. Mm Hmm. That is also graveyard hate because. Right. Twenty twenty three. Because everything is now. Because everything is. But, yeah. So no, just playing standard. I just feel like it's like very similar decks. And then you're just like, it's like very similar play patterns. You're playing that same, like that same game over and over and over again. Well, this is a non-bow. What is? Playing two Lord Skidder Sewer King and four Denic Pious Apprentice. Mm. Denic says cards and graveyards can't be the target of spells or abilities. How's Lord Skidder going to exile cards and graveyards when Denik doesn't let you exile cards out of graveyards? Very true. Very true. Unacceptable. That is poor deck building. I also... Well, 
I also love that uh, scroll over fairy mastermind. Oh, Rona. Yeah, you get Rona. <laughs> so I was like, why are they playing four mana uncommon Rona? I was like, we know that was fairy mastermind. Um, you know what? Uh, Denik Pius Apprentice doesn't stop. What's up? Cemetery Desecrator. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You still get to flip your invasion. Yep. With your ridiculous, like, six, four mana, six, uh, four, four, six drop. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you should scroll over Surge of Salvation, too. Okay. Oh, Surge of Salvation, something fun? Yep. Uh, it's in the sideboard. Oh, man. My boy Grim Grim. <laughs> Wizards, you have too many effing cards if you guys can't even keep them straight. Yeah. I don't want the intern to lose his job, but, like, come on. What's funny about the Fairy Mastermind one is Rona is the card above it, and Fairy Mastermind links to a different version of Rona. But it's a different it's a different Rona. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Like, I feel bad for the intern. I also love that, like, they went with the oldest printing of Thalia, Guardian of Freyben. Yeah. <laughs> they usually go yeah. with the newest, freshest, coolest version, and they're like, no. No. I know we've printed OG. this card 45 times, but yeah. no. We're, we're going to go old school. They also used, like, a completely random go for the throat. They didn't use the new one or the old one. Is that a, like... The commander... Yeah. Why? I don't know. I am so confused. Yep. I don't... I don't want it. Well, it sounds like we've run out of uh, run out of gas for this you think, episode. You think us yeah. making fun of the intern that has to like match the cards to the uh, yeah. to the thing might be might be too far. So, you got anything else you want to say? Uh, I just clicked on another deck, and uh, Knight Errant Errant of Aos. Yeah, is the uh, fancy version of Finn the Fangbear. <laughs> of course, it is. <laughs> Just why? Good job, anyway, wizards. Good job. You guys are you guys are really killing it. Uh, I got nothing else. Right, uh, let's call it. All right. So with that, I think we got a show. We got a show. If you want to reach out to us on social media, uh, Facebook, Discord, Twitter, all that jazz, links are in the description below. Yeah, hit us up. Let us know what you think. If you want to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do it. The first is with our TCG Player affiliate link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. Follow that link to CCG Player. Anything you purchase will help to support the show. We really appreciate it. If you want to support us more directly, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg is how you can do that. You can chip a couple bucks in, however much you feel like we're worth to you. Uh, you get access to about another hour's worth of content out of us in our pre-show. Uh, you get access to our show notes so you know kind of what the upcoming show is going to be about. And you get put on my mailing list for when I have swag to come out. Now... Chances are pretty good. I'm not going to get these out this week. It'll either be over the weekend or next week. So if you guys are hearing this and you want to get put into this round of mailings, uh, patreon.com slash casualtryardmpg and sign up. Make sure you send me your address when you sign up so that I know where to send the goodies to. 
Yes. And I think that's going to do it for this week. Yeah. All right. So we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets.